It's Robert Gowan sitting here at Mentors for Military, chilling out at Lion Creek Brewing Company. We're really having a good time here. These folks here rolled out the red carpet, setting into the brewing area. Um, this is such an amazing thing. We're going to dive into why we're here. Uh, we've got somebody here that uh, we're going to get into that backstory that brought us to this location for filming. But like uh, most episodes, I'm joined by uh, Paul Martinez. Hey, everybody. And Kyle Neal. How are you guys doing? So, um, Matt, you are, I think, one of the main guys behind this whole idea, I guess, of one team, one fight. Is that right? The beer? Yes. I, <laughs> well, I was not originally. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. I was not originally included into this kind of uh, thought of the beer and what it was going to be and all this and that. And I'm the only veteran of the company Yeah. at, at the time. Um, and then Joe asked me, you know, the sales rep, he's like, hey, man, do you want to, we're doing this thing. We're, it's, an, it's an idea right now, but do you want to be a part of it? And I was like. I mean, why Why the hell wouldn't I be a part of it? <laughs> yeah. I think it would be really weird if I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, yeah. totally, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're so, the only yeah. veteran. Yeah, I just feel like that, that's almost insulting. But it, it got to a point where it really just went from that point and, like, completely everyone was hands-off other than me. So why don't we start off with you were in the military. Correct. So where are you from? Um, I'm from California, Southern okay. California. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. SoCal. 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 Okay, where about SoCal? Yeah. Uh, city is Temecula. No, I know where Temecula okay. is. Balloon country and wine yeah. country. Yeah. It's, it's, it was also very rough, too. Uh, there's some parts of it. Yeah. Booze country. Yeah. So were you Army or Marines? Army. Okay. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the first from the, the tree of my grandfather, who is retired Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. 26 years, Sergeant Major, joined on his 17th birthday. By 19, he was Sergeant. At one point in time, he was the youngest Sergeant Major in the entire Marine Corps, all this Holy stuff. Smokes. I'm the first below him to yeah. join, and he literally went, you know, and he's super quiet, kind of an asshole kind of guy. He's like, well, Matt, you know, really proud of you. Uh, you're doing the right thing. You're going in the wrong direction, but you're doing the right thing. Because <laughs> like, you joined the Army instead of the Marine Corps? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was like, if you're living in Temecula, you could, there's yeah. usually a Marine connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there is, because yeah. Camp Pendleton's, yeah. I mean. Not that far? Uh, not just that, but everyone on that base lives in Temecula, because yep. it's half the cost of living, and it's much nicer than Oceanside. Yeah, that's which where is, my, my brother yeah. lived there when he was stationed down there. Yeah. So what did you do for the military, or what did you do for the Army? I... I joined to be a mechanic. Okay. I don't know really why. I just had this like young ambition goal or whatever to just be either uh, either a chef or a mechanic. And I'm really glad I didn't go in the cook route. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not something we hear very often. Yeah. yeah. And I don't do any of those things right now. So you know. It, well, when I you can't say that because actually brewing beer, uh, I do it as a hobby, and brewing beer I would say is very much like cooking. You've got a yeah, it is. there's a there's an art, there's a science to it. You follow a recipe. I mean, you know, but I think you can get really creative like cooking and food. You can do that with beer as well, and that's what you're doing now. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's I guess you can just say it's a being a chef of beverage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, well, uh, there's but, a mechanical yeah. aspect to it. So, well, yeah. how, then how did you go from military to brewing? So, my eight-year career 
uh, five of five of the years it was just regular regular army. I was at Fort Bragg, uh, 82nd Airborne, uh, and then during my deployment is when I got a notification, a congratulatory email that I had been selected for recruiting school. Oh, lucky uh, you! Yeah, so, and of course, yeah, it's great because uh, they put you back home. Yeah, not, not for not right. for your benefit. It's for the benefit of them, so that you don't have to spend time familiarizing yourself with anything. It's just like, hey, you are from here. Go to work. Yeah, wow. and yeah. you know, three, three years. I was I, I went in very very motivated, and then came out exiting the military. So. So you left after recruiting day? Yeah, that was uh, the last thing you did. User X strikes again. Man, no, you know, Rob's the only one who sounds surprised by that. Yeah. No, so, no, no, I'm not, because I spent time in User X, so I, I totally uh, get it. Uh, it's, it's one of those places where, at least in my time frame, you either went to drill sergeant school or you went to User X, and if you got the pleasure of going to User X, I saw a lot of good dudes get their careers run. Let's face oh, yeah. it, it correct. was... Uh, yeah, correct. Do you have your master liar badge? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, because I was unwilling to yes. convert to Sony and Romeo. So, there yeah, you yeah. You know, there you go. It just it sta- it stayed, the, the badge stayed black. There you go. Good man. <laughs> yeah. So you end up but, uh, being as 82nd and stuff and going to recruiting. So what made you get then into the beer side of things? What happened afterwards? What was the transition period, you know? And well, I think it's a, I think it's a common story, unfortunately, is when, you know, with, with the military, we're just so used to just you know do what you're told yeah you know check the block this and that and like you ultimately don't have an identity and then when you get out you're like shit what what do i do now do i just do i just go and be a mechanic because i certified in all the things and i just go and just work on trucks instead of right humvees and stuff like that like i was just like uninterested in that and i was just kind of roaming about in my in my own world and I have a buddy that that has done a lot of home brewing, and something I never even thought about. I was like, uh, you, you drink a lot of beer, but as a normal consumer, you never think about how it's made or anything like that. Right. So I asked, I was like, hey man, can, next time you brew, can I just you know join in and help? Yeah. Because I'm interested, and you know the combination of the process. The smells, just how everything looked. It was just like, man, it just the one time. That's all it took. And then I just, I literally jumped into the rabbit hole of brewing world. Like I, I maybe a few months later, I reached out to a to a local brewery and ended up being a, a sales rep for them. The one of the brewers got let go maybe six months later, and then I joined and became like a like a co-head brewer with someone else mm-hmm. so like i have a very very small amount of time as a home brewer most of my brewing career is commercial been, yeah commercial wow. you know i mean i think I, i've done both i've worked on uh, did the same thing after i did some home brewing uh, did some volunteer work with commercial uh, brewers just to uh, to help them out to also learn more and you know larger scale obviously yeah. And um, what a lot of people who may be interested in brewing, and it's a saturated market, home brewing used to be, you know, one of these things where craft breweries was very small. It was Mm -hmm. pretty much owned by a couple of major companies. Um, But what a lot of people don't realize, especially when you hit to this size level, 
There's a lot of cleanup, a lot of cleaning that goes on. You're drinking stuff that, you know, has been highly purified, you know, mm-hmm. cleaned and everything else. This, this whole space is clean. It has to be that way. So you do a lot of janitorial work in brewing. Yeah, it's glorified janitorial service. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> so how did you come up with this particular recipe? So when you were approached about this and then they kind of went hands off and you took it over, what made you think of this particular recipe, which, by the way, is is really good? It's phenomenal. I mean, yeah, yeah. I Big just fan. I'm on the I'm on the train of just making beer that doesn't suck, and this beer does not suck. <laughs> no, not it doesn't. All. No. I mean, you know, I'm not one to like toot my horn or anything ever, really. But I'll I'll put this beer up with most of the beer out there. But the 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 mindset came across as like, well, the the average veteran. They're drinking like hoppy stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to just like go full bore, hoppy IPA, hazy, whatever. Like yeah. I wanted it to be approachable to the people that don't necessarily like as many hops, right, in their beer. And yeah, so the the pale ale kind of just like dawned on me, and it and it really did come from inspiration of you know the 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 beer of like the. Almost like the god of beers, which is Sierra Nevada's pale ale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is really modeled after that More beer. West Coast, what people would refer yeah. to as West Coast, which used to be the original, mm-hmm. uh, you know, IPA or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Th- those yeah. guys in New England decided to put a little bit of juice in it yeah. and, and lower the hops, the IBUs, <laughs> you know, the international bitterness units and stuff, to the point where it was more fruity and uh, fruit forward and yeah. the haze, yeah. which, you yeah. know, they don't, they don't try to clean it out and everything. So uh, because of that, um, I'm getting back to enjoying more of the traditional West Coast mm-hmm. um, hops and everything else that come out of that just because like you said I think we're most military guys you're you're probably anywhere from a, an IPA to a lager and those types of things it's, but it's either hoppy or freaking bush light right. oh, yeah. <laughs> right. let's, let's, let's be take a pound here. back as many yeah. as you can bush yeah, yeah. Latte. freaking yeah. natty lights 30 pack 12 bucks <laughs> yeah it's like, this is my beer. <laughs> from the shop at. Yeah. It's got to be yeah, yeah. lukewarm yep. from the shop at. <laughs> so when you started thinking of, like, the logo and everything else with the end of this, you said it was very intentional. Um, where where did it come from? What was Where were you at at that, that, that moment when you were thinking about all of this and trying to make it um, as impactful as possible? So all that I knew, all that I had to work with was that this was going to be a combat veteran charity-caused kind of beer right no 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 like specifics to what branch or anything like that um it just i wanted i wanted to keep it pretty um what's i mean not uniform but like ununiform like the right. opposite of it uh agnostic yes uh, service agnostic yes, yes. would yeah. be a good way yeah. and i mean i yeah. even i even went as far the logo is kind of changed a little bit there was it's almost band uh, of brothers a little yeah. bit a little bit yeah 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 uh but all like modern warfare silhouettes yeah 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 you know it's not yeah. it's not world war Two or anything like that um and i even had each branch's like insignia on the bottom but you know government doesn't like that it's a no-no you can't do that right so right. those yeah. got nixed but um, yeah, I wanted it to where it's just like, man, how cool would it be? How like impactful would it be if it was just if it's black and white, right? Like like the purest of white and the darkest of black, 
and it was just a silhouette where you knew exactly what that was. You can tell every single just, detail. All you have to do is yeah. look oh, at yeah. it. You can, you can yeah. see right. everything. I mean, barbed wires, I mean, it kind of looks like old school, but at the end of the day, we all know that they're still using... Constantine wire? Yeah, Constantine oh, yeah. wire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're using all that stuff all the time still on the, on still the top works. of... still yeah, works. <laughs> yeah. So it was just... When it all happened, I was just like, it just like, I was like, boom, that's it. Look at it, it's beautiful, it's perfect. I was so excited about it. This is like such a cool logo. The one team, one fight, that also. Where did the name come from? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, we're so, God, I, honestly, I think it's so stupid. The competition between branches, it's so dumb. And like, oh, this one's this, and this one's that, and this one's, oh, this one's that one. It's like. It's all God, the bravado. Like, yeah, and it's only like that yeah. in country. Yeah. When you go overseas and you're definitely in any kind of hostile environment, all that stuff gets thrown out the door. Nobody cares anymore. And I think that there's power behind that. Right. And that is a saying that no, I mean, it's not new to anybody, the one team, one fight. Right. It's, it, yeah. We are just one team, one fight. We're here for the, for the, we're all doing the same thing and our uniforms are different colors. Right. But the flag is still the same. We still go back home the same. We just picked a different route, yeah, different branch, really. And I, again, there was power behind the name, the font, the logo, the everything. And then to top it off, the beer doesn't suck, and I'm like, damn, hell yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does like, not suck. You didn't hell just yes. hit that a was, yeah. a first base; you went like home run nearly, right. uh, yeah, you know, yeah, all the yeah. way around. Shirt, uh, logo, the whole thing. I mean, you really tried to to embrace this thing. Well, we yeah. tried some when we first came here and we were thinking about maybe doing the podcast in, in, in this space and I was like man I hope this doesn't suck like if it's okay <laughs> I'd be <laughs> happy but you know, that's the worst and, but no we tried I was like alright this is this could be a go to so, for me so I really now have you thought of any ideas for like a re-release like well so it kind of ties to what I was going to bring up which was the, what you said was the, was the fact that like I was I honestly was nervous about this beer didn't know sure. if it was really going to actually be good because the hop choice. Okay. So the hop choice, I went and uh, sought after Yakima Chief, which is out there in the Pacific Northwest in, in, um, in Washington, uh, Washington State. They have a, um, a hop blend that is a quote-unquote veteran hop blend. Okay. And what it what it is, it's a it's a blend of like five different hops. One of them might be experimental, doesn't have a name. And every year it's different. Every nice. uh, every crop year, they they blend it differently. But there is, I would I, I kind of uh, dawned on me. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna double dip on this charity stuff because this is more so for local here. Right. But also, Yakima Chief is doing a a thing on their own with an organization that I'm not as familiar with. But 107 I, Foundation? Yeah. yeah. And, and we, you know, we love them. I, yeah. When I read up about yeah. them, I was like, holy, this is amazing. Yeah. This yeah. is so great. And it's, and it's like, I can like, that's something like, that's for me. Right. That's for me. I want to do that. So it's, uh, the, the details are a little escaping me a little. I, I think it's like every, every like pound sold, they're donating like $3 to the Hunter 7 Foundation, mm -hmm. which, you know, you know is um, 
an organization that specializes in the medical research for yep. post 9-11 yeah. cohort, yep. which is, yeah. uh, like I said, that's, oh, I was like, that's me. Yep. And it's really cool. The first time we brewed this beer, we used a older crop year. And okay. even though it's like, you know, old or whatever, it's, mm-hmm. everything's fine. It's all, it's all vacuum sealed. It's just, it's just a different blend. Okay. Yeah. It's sort of like wine grapes in yes. the sense of Correct. the 2018 yeah. year might yeah. be better than the 2020 yeah. year yeah. just because yeah. of the way the seasons yeah. were. Yeah. And but ultimately, it's a different blend of hops specifically. Oh. The variety is oh, okay. different. Okay. And the first one that came out, it was it, it was very good, but it was it was more leaning on brown ale, like fruitiness. Oh, I didn't get that. Hops. The ones I think I had out of the can, at least that you guys can. Mm-hmm aired a little bit to me more like a brown, almost Irish red in that sense than it did the way you're describing. Well, it had just just that blend. I don't know. It, it, after a couple of weeks, it started to come off like fruity, like almost like in a bubblegum kind of fruity mm. notes. And that, that is something that is common in some hops. But what, what we did was when it got rebrewed, we used the current the current year the 2022 crop or the that specific veteran blend because at the at the first time that we brewed it it wasn't ready yet they were just taking like pre-sales and gotcha. like you know kicking it off hey, it's it's coming out yeah. this date but that was later than what we actually brewed it right so when we brewed it again we got the 2022 crop and this one was a little bit more west coast Kind of forward, yeah. citrus, a yeah. little bit piney. Yeah, you know the hops themselves smelled like a little bit of uh, flowery, flowery, or a little minty. Honestly, oh. yeah. Oh wow, uh, minty. That was a big. It was a mint bomb. But the final product came out, and it was, I think, better than the first time it got brewed. So I'm, ha- I'm, you know, happy about that. But ultimately, when it got brewed. You know, you don't exactly know how it's going to turn out, especially if you don't know exact those exact hops. So I was just crossing my fingers, hoping that this beer was not going to suck. Because <laughs> it would yeah. freaking had bummed me out so much well, if it sucked. Right? So in that same vein, if we're going every year with a re-release, it's going to be a different hop blend every year. Yeah, so they do. It's It comes out October, I believe, so that you can have some things ready for like... Veterans Day. Yeah. Oh, nice. You know, uh, but it is, I mean, it's just it's still going to be a mystery blend, though, to, to you when you know, every, yeah, every year. Oh, um, yeah. They, they add, they so add cool. experiments, they add experimental hop into the blend. Mm-hmm. And unless you've specifically used that, that variety, yeah, that has yet to be named, right? Then you just, it's a, I mean, you're rolling the dice. You don't do, know exactly. Do they tell you anything about which hops might be, I mean, uh, which uh, yeast might be best or anything to bring not, out a certain flavor? Not necessarily. I, um, there is a, you know, there's a, uh, I guess like a, it says with the with the hop blend, it says, you know, citrus, floral, a little like bit spicy. Like a flavor spicy. profile that they'll yeah, try to attach to it. Yeah. They, they're, they're trying to sell it in a sense of, like pre-framing what you should expect from this hot yeah. blend. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But every year they do do a different blend. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. I mean, uh, you know, the the veteran one's not the only thing that Yakima Chief does, but you know, I just thought, man, how cool would it be if I doubled it, this this whole charity thing? Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. No, it, it is yeah. great. I mean, Hunter Seven just 
I go from not knowing it to being a huge fan of it. Yeah. Well, I reached out to Chelsea, who's a founder, and uh, when I found out about this, when Paul and I were talking about what, two months ago, two and a half months ago, when we first came back, we actually had just gotten done taping um, with 5th Ranger Training Battalion, and we decided the next day to kind of chill. We came up here to Lion Creek and such, and um, had the beer, and Joe, you know, from Lion Creek mm-hmm. says, oh, you guys are veterans, and that was what kicked off the conversation. And then when he said what they used, I knew right then it was 107, so mm-hmm. I reached out and I said, hey, you probably don't know, but Lion Creek, you know, is actually using it. She was like, oh my God, that's amazing. She goes, I've heard so many great stories, you know, like what you're describing. So very humbled individual who is very appreciative of these types of things taking place. And what I love about it is that it's not one veteran nonprofit benefiting. It's used to benefit multiple nonprofits, Mm -hmm. but it also benefits um, what Yakima Chief is trying to do with Hunter Seven Foundation yeah. as well, so it's a win, win, win all the way yeah, across. Exactly. You know, yeah, that stood out to me as well. I'm like, okay, we're the double dipping thing. It's like, well, this is what we're always talking about. Like, let's make the veteran network strong. Let's work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a perfect example of it. And it's finding and curating those uh, like symbiotic relationships. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And again, Hunter Seven is 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 a non-biased organization as well. It's yep. just all veterans. Yeah. And that's what this beer was supposed to be: is all veterans. That's what the uh, the charitable organizations here locally are non-biased. Just, right. Yeah. It's just veterans. Yeah. We just want to help you because God knows we all need it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no lie. And and I think that, you know, I mean, alcohol is one of those things that a lot of people talk about, especially with post-traumatic stress and everything, that is it really a positive statement. I think we're trying to use it in a different way. You know, you're you're trying to look at it as it is a brewery. You want to give back to the veteran space. Hey, this is one opportunity to do it. You know, um, Yakima Chief is the same way. They're a business that happens to sell grains and hops and, you know, those types of things. So, I mean, again, everybody's trying to run a business. Don't don't start putting a certain lens on the product and what's trying to get accomplished here, you know, I believe. And, I mean, I'll I'll tell you just from, like, only, like, my own personal standpoint is back to when... I first started doing this whole brewing thing and like kind of like found my calling in a sense was that exiting, not knowing, and then the fight or flight mode stops and then you're realizing, oh, like maybe I'm not all right in the head right now and like this and that and that it, it's a scary feeling. But what I, what I found through brewing was that all that stuff goes away when I'm brewing. Because you're focused Oh, it's just like, it's something so therapeutic for me that, like, again, all my PTSD stuff is just non-existent during the time that I'm actually brewing. And I love it. And I got, you go know, from that point where I actually recognize that and find that out to where we're at right now with talking about a beer that I had the opportunity to create from scratch. And it's going to like such a great cause. It's just so freaking crazy to me that it went from you know point a, a to, to where we're at point b it's just crazy well and and again we'll go back to it's there's one thing to have an idea to put it into a concept but then you have to execute it properly 
So oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's what we want to impart. <laughs> this was executed <laughs> flawlessly. I, I'm gonna have to agree with that one. Yeah, yeah I definitely definitely yeah. have to agree with that. Yeah. So what's next then? So you know, I know you're you've gone on and you're you're now uh, brewing for uh, a brewery that's going to be still local, but it's in Sonoya, yeah. as I understand. Yeah, hometown. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. and it's. Uh, it's still it's it's a startup. I actually haven't gotten to a point of being open yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more like know. a 40s style, I guess. Is it like 1940s uh, type the, of thing? Like interior look, vibe kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's like old school mixed with like, I guess you can say in like a hipster sense of things where, you know, you know, there'll be like old school hip hop and things like that playing inside and like badass beers yeah but it just looks so art deco inside so for those who don't know of this community we're talking about if you watch the show walking dead it was filmed Mm -hmm. in sonoya georgia and so that's the brewery that matt works for that uh, he'll be brewing beer at but what's next in terms of this are you going to stick with this concept here to keep this going or what's the idea so pretty much this has a special place in my heart and always will yeah so whenever this gets brewed I already have an agreement with Lion Creek as a company that I will be the one brewing it. Yeah. They Excellent. want that to happen. I want that to happen. You know, I'll move my schedule around for those kinds of things to continue to brew this beer because it means something to me. Um, and then even with my spot, I will do something along the lines of something like this uh, that goes back to the same exact charities, but it's just a different beer because like, why not? Yeah, so, and what I yeah. love, what I like about this too, is that you guys, you did it with Camp Southern Ground, with Operation Tackle Box, and those types of guys who had a part in this whole process, or at least came down here and got a chance to watch it being brewed and can it, and um, those types of things, which allowed you know someone like you, as a former veteran, then to get connected with nonprofit organizations who are trying to help people heal. Um, you know, with post uh, from post max stress or um, from those um, hidden you know challenges that they're experiencing and everything. So that had to be a pr- somewhat cathartic, uh, cathartic for you too. Um, it, it was actually, it sounds terrible, but I didn't even know about any of these organizations until this beer. Well, that's amazing in itself, that's, right? And it that's is. great. Did exactly what I was supposed right. to do. It, yes, yeah. but that's again, that's that's another problem that we have is that you know there's a. There's a, a groomed stubbornness. Not only are we just like, you know, you just do what you're told kind of thing. Yeah. But you also don't ask for help when you need it. Yeah. And we all know that that we are all, you know, there's a crisis out there happening right now with veterans. And there is this stupid stubbornness of not asking for help. So to find out that all this stuff is out here that I had no idea about was one thing, but actually being being part of a movement to get it noticed more like if you drink beer and you um and, and you like oh wow this one looks like a this one looks like a military thing mm-hmm. like cool and then you read up a little bit about it that i mean or by the, the t-shirt and see the logo yeah, the exposure yeah, right. the exposure is marketing in the sense of just letting people know that there are places in your back door. Yeah. Like right in your backyard. It's yeah. available for you. I mean, they're out there to help, but they can't help unless you ask. Yeah. Unless you seek it out, you know? Yeah. So it just, I don't know, man. I just, man, this was like an emotional process for me personally. Yeah. Was brewing this beer. 
because I was just like, man, this is this is just so badass. I'm. It's very important to me, and that's why I will always continue to be a part of it with Lion Creek, even though I'm not a part of the company anymore. Right. It sounds like you found a way to give back again, to serve again, yeah. and to, to help your buddy, your buddies out again, even yeah. though you may not know some of the people that are going to Camp Southern Ground or that are going with, with Operation Tackle Box. Yeah, and that's my, with, uh, with my next venture, the brewery's name is Pint and Provisions. I, from... From, it, from, from, <laughs> from this experience uh, with, with this charity cause, not only am I going to do not only am I going to do something similar to this, but a different beer mm-hmm. going to the same companies, but also different charitable causes. Probably once once a quarter I'll be doing some kind of big charitable event, even if I well, personally can't relate to it. That's exciting. Because, yeah. because of the whole not knowing what I was going to do, then I get to a point I'm like, well... Now I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. But how do I make a difference? It's like making a difference in beer. You're just like, damn, like, what do I do? Yeah. But then stuff like this, stuff like, you know, causes for anything at all. That's how I can personally give back. That's exactly why we started this podcast, to be honest with you, seven yeah. years ago, is because for that very reason of what you just ended with is to give back and find a way. And if you can do that through some kind of medium, whether it's like you're describing doing it in a beer, doing a podcast like we're doing, if it's cathartic for you and it may help somebody else in writing a book and write a book or, you know, start a blog or, you know, there are a lot of nonprofits. So join a nonprofit, do something yeah. with them, even if it's in, a, uh, uh, you know, giving up your free time in order to do it. It's getting that sense of um, service back in some way and belonging to something bigger than yourself. That's how you integrate, right? That is. Yeah. I just think it's it's awesome. And, you know, damn, I just, you know, I, I, I have friends still keep in touch with. The, not not everybody, but there's a few people that I keep in touch with that I, if it wasn't for the Army, I would have never met these people. And some of them are really struggling right now, mentally. And it's just like, damn, this stuff is real. This is all real. And that's why it, what's, what's exciting is not only just for this beer, I think just nationally speaking, it's becoming a lot more recognized that veterans and veteran suicide and things like that are a real, pro- a real problem right now. Yeah. So doing any little thing like these companies out here that, you know, just what, they just hang out with a veteran that gets out of the military and just like, just help them along like can do so much more than you realize yeah yeah it's the, it's the little things they yeah. can they can change a life you know yeah. a little yeah. bit of kindness a little bit of guidance a little bit yeah. of you know hey i'm here i got your back if you stumble that that's yeah. i think those are the things a lot of people may be out there thinking like how do i make this big change or maybe i need to start my own big project yeah you can do that if you have the wherewithal but you know human just be a human being be kind you know and, and be open to it there's a lot of like you said a lot of little things you can do in yeah. your own way i think it takes time to get to that point of recognizing that though yeah that's because, true because of you know we've all been in and, and you know anytime you ask for help like it's very very frowned upon 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like uh, going to be. a sick call. You sick call. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Nobody, like, nobody wants to be yeah. sick on Ranger, man. And you can literally be almost dying, but get your ass back in formation. We got PT. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Like you can go yeah. on your own time. Right. Your own time. You're on. You're on our time right now. Yeah. It's just like, damn, that's. <laughs> That's very problematic. It's very problematic. <laughs> you know? And now, yeah, when people get out, they're just like, yeah, damn, yeah, maybe actually I am really messed up in the head. Yeah, and they don't want to reach out for those very same reasons because we created that stigmatism. Um, it's getting better. I don't know if you've got yeah. some buddies that are still on active duty. There is at least traction moving things forward. I think there are real leaders who experience it themselves who realize that they've got to find a way not only to cure themselves mm -hmm. or at least work on that in a healthy way, but make sure that people stay in the fight. You know, yeah. and in the fight could be just survival, living. So if that means on active duty, I mean, you had a first sergeant yeah. stood in front of the, the, you know, his unit and said, hey, this is me. I'm broke. I'm messed up. I'm getting help. Don't be afraid to do the same thing. Yeah. We've got to do that not only in active duty, you know, or at least when we're veterans, we've got to do more of that in active duty for those who, are, who decided to stay on and remain on active duty right now in a garrison type of setting, which is already challenging after 20 years of war. Uh, oh, yeah. To go now into a garrison type of uh, military, you know, it's a it's a very very different thing because you're just training. That's all you do: train, train, train to gear up for something someday. That might not even ever happen. It may you know? not yeah. ever happen. And so you got these guys with these downtimes and everything else that idle minds, idle hands. You know, that's idle hands, idle mind. That's it's supposed to be that way, right? But, for whatever way, yeah, yeah. Like, idle, you don't want to be idle. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I don't know where it, you're going. <laughs> the point I was wrong. gonna make is that everybody who stays focused on something, and most of the stories I hear with post-traumatic stress is that if you're actually focused like you were on brewing the most perfect beer, if you're catching that fish, if you're going for the hunt, or you're doing, your mind is so focused on one thing, you block out for a moment oh, everything yeah. else. And oh, I found an outlet. Yeah, but there are many many people out there that don't have anything like that and they don't know what they're doing and they're going crazy yeah because they don't have an outlet yeah and they think that they're alone we've got to help with yeah, that they're very wrong so if they're listening to this show what you're trying to say is pay attention go find an outlet yeah, find some, your passion something yeah. or ask for some damn help yeah stop being stubborn yeah. All the stuff that whatever you were doing in in the military, you know what's great about when you get out? None of that stuff matters anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to play tough guy anymore. Yeah, you it's it's one hundred percent okay to really not be okay. Yeah. yeah, but it's not okay to stay not okay. Well, along with that, um, what you thought was normal or what people told you was normal prior to going into a combat situation um, and coming out, you're different but it doesn't mean you're not normal and mm -hmm. it's just you're different you know and everybody else has to adjust to that difference you don't necessarily have to conform to a certain way and that's part of our whole especially with um, social media and everything else everybody feels like they've got to spit a certain pattern do a certain thing act a certain way or whatever yeah. um, just start being you and like you said start finding a, a place to let that go or find help that can get you there you know yeah, get I mean, you out of it you know have combat alone is what is it like one percent of 
of the population of the U.S. has has served or Actually something. Actually, served. Like one, yeah. yeah, yeah. One. Well, on one per, less than one percent on active duty. Yeah. And then there's probably about four or five percent, I think, the total population that actually have served because we still have multiple war yeah, generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you've seen combat, you are no longer in the pool of just a normal U.S. citizen. Yeah. You've seen things that these people will never see before. Like, they're never going to see it. Never seen it before. They're never going to see it in the future. And you don't fit in that category yeah. of being just, quote unquote, normal. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, you did your job, you were, you, you know, you fulfilled your orders and that kind of stuff. But when you get back, you know, you, you see things differently. You know, I, I can't go to any kind of sports event, any kind of, uh, anything. And they, when they do the national anthem, like I get emotional every single time Yeah. for years. Yeah. It's like, even on TV, it does not matter. But it was never that way until I got back home from deployment. So... I think there just has to be an, an acknowledgement that if you are a veteran, even if you didn't serve in a, in, a, in a combat situation, you do not fit into the bubble that is just the, the, the normal whatever citizens here in the U.S. So sometimes we require a little bit more special treatment. Yeah. You know, go talk to somebody. Go be with other veterans that you can relate to. Yeah. You know, stay, stay in with that and just like, you know, I, 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 I see that they just kind of shelter themselves and they block the world off, that kind of thing. Because it's easy to do. Right. It yeah. really is. It's safe. It's, yeah. it's isolation. It's safe. Yeah. yeah. But it's killing all of our brothers and sisters. Yep. Well, I'm glad that you found your outlet. Oh, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually look forward, uh, if you're going to start doing some of those things, you know, locally and stuff, please keep us in mind as you start of doing course, that yeah, because course, yeah. um, it's a great opportunity to continue expanding that. And, you know, sometimes it's like, what is it? The power of seven, saying it seven times, people finally yep. get it embedded. Yep. You know, if they start seeing it out there more within the local communities, they recognize that there's something that maybe they could do to help and be a part of it, even if it is just buying a shirt or buying a, a, a pint of beer or, you know, whatever, um, there are ways or contributing, you know, $10 or $5 to your local nonprofit that supports veterans. You can always yeah. do something, mm-hmm. you know, but even just, just, just even just drinking the beer. Well, one that does contribute towards the causes of an and everything. But again, like now I know about these organizations because I brewed this beer. Had yeah. no idea that that was yep. even here mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Literally in the backyard, in the front yard, in the driveway. It's right here, and I had no idea. And there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Because we're all just like you know the things that are commercialized, like um, you know the Wounded Warrior Project. Like everyone knows that because it's right. on commercials. Right. You know, but what about all the stuff that is just a, a little bit more realistic of just helping you now in your backyard yeah not having to go through all these these jumps and loops and all that stuff to get to that point yeah well and not just you know i I think it bears saying you may not be in a place where you want to ask for help or you think you need to ask for help Mm -hmm. but you still have that you know something's not right find uh find somebody that helps special needs kids or find some find something you can go and volunteer to do yeah because you're gonna find that's gonna that's gonna lead to the next step for healing you know that's one of the things i learned you know several years after i was out of the military you know working in, with 
special needs kids. I was just hammering boards together, trying to help this farm, you know, keep from falling apart. But while I'm doing it, I get to see this good part of my community and these people coming together to help people. And I'm a little part of it over here in my little corner, all, you know, quiet by myself, you know, and pretty soon I have a couple veteran buddies and we're helping them out. I'm like, well, now I've got a little, little crew, a little tribe. And these guys are, you know, calling to check on me. I'm calling to check on them. And we're making sure that we're going to go and do this next little project. And then that led to so many other things. So, you know, you, you don't have to brew beer. You don't have to start a podcast necessarily. Like just reach out in your community and see, mm-hmm. see what's out there. See where you can give back. Cause that, I mean, we're all missing that after service, you know, we get out of the army or the whatever branch we were in and it's like, well, what do I do now? How do I get back now? What's my purpose? Yeah. Straight up being lost. Find one. Yeah. You're just straight lost mm-hmm. because you joined to do a specific job. You were told that job, you were mm-hmm. taught that job. Yeah. You at, at work, you were told exactly what needs to get done, mm-hmm. how to do well, it. And it's meant to be, to be the most important thing in your yeah. life too. Like yeah. you yeah. got to do this. And it's like, Every every unit's the best unit, right? Like nobody's oh, yeah. 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 nobody's in the Scream. locker room before the game saying <laughs> we're second best, go yeah. do good job. Yeah. You know, like we're the best. So, but it's just I, I just I love that I can give back in a sense of helping because uh, all of these organizations are designed to specifically and and most of them are like this beer is tailored to combat veterans specifically. Mm-hmm. But that's not, I mean, no, no doors are closed to, if you didn't serve, you don't like, you can't go talk to these companies or anything like that. That's not like that, but it's, it's like, damn, the combat veterans, they need help. Yeah. You know, the wars, terrible. Yeah. Iraq, Afghanistan, they were, they were terrible. And I think that it's finally getting to a point where people are realizing, especially the ones who served, are realizing how awful it was, all the things that had to get done. And I mean, most, I, I, I mean, at least for me, I'm like throwing my arms up when somebody asks me like, well, about, about anything at all. I'm like, I don't even know why I was there. I just, that's why I, I, I don't even know what the war, I don't know what the mission was like, because it's all just, it's all just fluff and like, you know, political talk, but it's just that when we get out and we're trying to find ourselves when we're just so used to everything being told how to just pretty much how to live to go to like hey now you have to live for yourself especially when you join like right at 18 yeah. you know or some of these kids 17 i put some 17 year old kids in it's wild but like you don't know who the hell you are but you should just know that you're not alone it's okay to ask for some help and these these organizations that's literally what they do it's yep. just to help you kind of find yourself or just be somebody that can relate to you if you feel alone and just help you get to a better a better spot so you don't feel so damn lost. And I just think it's so badass when I found out about all these companies and I'm like, that's one of the most badass things I've ever heard is that these, these companies help like that. It's just wild in all the best ways. So Gives you, you know. faith again. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. Faith in humanity restored. <laughs> well, man, I'm glad you again that you found your space, and, and it sounds like from this you're doing some healing and moving forward. And uh, but I appreciate you coming in and sharing your backstory, and also talking about you know what what this means to you and what it's doing. Obviously, from through your work, 
you're impacting a lot of lives as well downstream from the product. And um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast and uh, for telling us all about it. Super honored, honestly. Yeah. Super honored. Appreciate it. Yeah. This is great. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks, man. I need another beer. Absolutely. (laughs) Same. Same. That's it.